Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome back to another season of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate each one of you for listening in. Can you believe we're already on season eight? I can't believe it. We finished seven whole seasons, and now we're going to be bringing you the insight and advice of 18 more winning women of color entrepreneurs over the next 18 weeks. So stick around, listen in. If you haven't caught up on some of the previous episodes, go back and do that. It's so much content and it's so much great information. I want to shout out all the veterans out there, those that have been listening in with us for a long time. I appreciate you and welcome, welcome, welcome to our new listeners. I hope you stick around and become loyal fans as well. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, in mindset, in personal development, and in self-care. At When Hers United, we stand on these four pillars. And that's why they're emphasized so much, because we want each one of you, as well as ourselves, to live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Then while you're there, write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout-outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. Now, without further ado, let's get into Season 8, Episode 1, entitled The Life of a Fractional COO, with Stephanie Marquardt. Hey everyone, welcome back to Season 8 of When Hers United, and we are doing things just a bit differently this season. We are focusing more on our four pillars which are business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. So you'll hear four segments that focus specifically on these pillars. And then we'll also go into a special segment at the end called Celebrating Wins. Super excited about the changes, still giving you great content, advice, tips, so you can go out and be great because we believe success leaves clues and we want you to be successful. So today, we have a special guest, Stephanie Marquardt. Stephanie is here to tell us all about what she does and give us those tips that we need to be successful. And she is the founder and CEO of Continuous Synergy LLC, where she helps business owners move their company to the next level via her support as a fractional COO. So she does everything, process improvement, and just helping you get your whole life together. And we know we all need our whole lives together. She also has a background in federal government contracts and helping others to secure those. So we'll learn more about her as well as some of these tips and tricks that that she has for us to offer. So Stephanie, welcome and thanks for joining us today. 
Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So, let's talk business. During our introduction, we learned that Stephanie is a fractional COO. So, let's define that. Stephanie, tell us what a fractional COO is and more about what a fractional COO does. Sure, Nicole. Okay, so I just learned about a fractional COO myself when I started my business and it was some service that I wanted to provide. So it really is part-time chief operating officer support to a business. So if uh, it's really important for small or medium-sized businesses if they either don't need a full-time operations lead or maybe they don't have the budget yet for a full-time operation lead, but they need advice and expertise that an executive leader can bring to their company. So with operations, it can be very broad, but a lot of the great things about an operations chief operating officer is they can focus on the priorities of the business owner and making sure their vision becomes a reality. So that can be anywhere from, like you said, process improvement, standardization. That can be putting together a management team or structure to the company, helping the CEO with that. It can be helping communication between the teams that you already have in place. And really, it's like the person that's looking inwardly on the operations of the business to the owner can then look at strategically the long-term goals and it takes stuff off their plate, especially if the owner has been doing everything in the business and they just need someone else to come in and help them with their vision. Mm, so it sounds like the backbone there. Yes, yes. It provides a very good backbone and that's why it's important before if you're growing that you have the operation system in place so that there's less growing pains for your business and your company as you move forward, right? So Okay, yeah. We all want less pains. Well, I know, look, I'm speaking for me, right? Less pains are super important, especially as a new entrepreneur, because it's so easy to say, this is too hard, forget this, right? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a COO connects all the dots. Would that be a correct summary? Yeah, so I like to say connecting the pieces of the business vision and making it a reality. So, yeah. Nice, 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 nice. So I think you covered why it's important for an organization. Is it anything more you wanted to touch on that? I think it really is helping the business owner and helping them get everything in place so they can continue to grow. Okay. Work on that strategy, right? So mm -hmm. the business owner should be working on the business and not in the business. Correct. So get that COO in place. All right. So during your introduction, we also learned that you have experience helping others secure federal government contracts. So let's explore this more. Do you have any tips to offer anyone interested in securing a federal government contract? Yeah. So I would say that if you're interested in federal government contracting, it is sort of a long-term strategy for your business. It's a way to expand outside, obviously, the commercial market if you've been doing that. And you want to realize that it's a little bit of investment. You're not going to win a contract in two months, probably. That would be really great if you did, however. It might take six months to really understand. And I'd say the thing is that I do is I help businesses understand the market so that they're in a better position, finding their target 
customers because the federal government is huge. You don't even realize how big it is. It has a huge budget, billions and hundred billions of dollars. And as a small business, it's great because 23% of uh, government contracts are set aside for small business entities. So it is a great opportunity for small business to get into it, but you really have to understand the nuances and a little bit the acronyms. They're very big on acronyms and the language. And so just taking the time to understand that is great. It is about building relationships, just like with any business, I'd say, um, understanding your customer, understanding their needs. And so it's a little bit of you need to position yourself and understand the market. Great. Great, great advice. So one, if I could take one thing away from that, it would be educate yourself. Yes, definitely. Federal government contracts. So quick question in relation to that. What businesses should or should not go after a federal government contract? Well, I actually have been surprised since I started my business. I've looked, I've done research for companies anywhere from like an automotive services type company to insurance to just professional services, providing construction or other types. So I'd say really federal government is procuring all the services the same as the commercial sector, right? So it really is understanding that market. And that's one service I do provide at no cost, a quick look at what the landscape looks like for certain companies' capabilities so they can understand whether there's contracts being awarded in their industry or their, you know, specialty before they really jump into it. But I'd say it doesn't hurt to take a look. It is a great opportunity, and you'd be surprised how many services and products the government um, procures and awards contracts to. I love that. So don't tell yourself the government doesn't care about what you have going on, right, because they are looking for some of the same things that we look for every day so reach out to stephanie right i heard that look yeah she said free look reach out and get the help you need right because you never know until you get that assessment yeah that's awesome look you got look i'm I'm gonna be reaching out stephanie i listen oh yeah definitely definitely i I don't mind doing it i want to help and don't want you to go into something blind and invest and not understand whether it's the right market for you so definitely i provide a little mentioned in the beginning, but Stephanie and I met earlier this year at the SNAP Summit. We got to have a great conversation. I learned a little more about her and knew she would be great for When Hers United, the podcast, right? And during this conversation, she told me that she had recently transitioned from corporate employee to full-time entrepreneur. So Stephanie, will you tell us what motivated you to make this transition and provide some advice for those thinking of doing the same? Yeah, sure, Nicole. Um, so to me, I was at a point in my career where I wanted a little bit more balance. So I wanted to align my life to the values I had. And really, honestly, that was God, family, and work, right? And sort of in those priorities, if you will. And I realized that I couldn't quite get that balance in the corporate job and world and so I wanted to take an opportunity to explore where I could maybe find that alignment for myself 
And a lot of my motivation also was with my two girls. They are older and they will be moving out of the house sooner than later. <laughs> They're at that age, one's a junior and one's actually ready in college. And I realized I had limited time to really spend with them. And I wanted to make sure that I did spend that time and made them a priority and was present for them. So I decided to leave corporate and I was did a lot of networking and talking to other business owners and just companies and trying to figure out what I want to do next. It just came to me like I'd rather help multiple companies with what I know and my knowledge than just be with one company as an executive leader or some, you know, something along those lines. And so I started my own business and I'm very happy that I did. And I would just say that for those that are considering that, you just take one step at a time and you just really every day, you know, set a goal or, you know, set a priority and you just take one step in front of the other. I will tell you at other times in my life, I had been asked about starting my own business and I was like, no way, I don't think I will do that. (laughs) But when I was ready, it was just one step at a time. And I realized that I wanted to help other small businesses and really help them succeed in what they were doing. And that has been my motivation. So I think it's good to understand what your motivation is, how you want to serve that customer, and don't feel like you have to get everything set up all at once. Just take one step at a time and you can do it. One step at a time. That is such great advice. And when I heard you talking, the word that kept ringing in my ears was freedom. You know, yeah. moving from corporate employee to full time entrepreneur has given you a freedom that you desired for your life. So I think that's amazing. Thanks for that. All right. So we have one more topic, and you've touched on this topic several times as you've been speaking before we move into our next segment, which is mindset. So we touched on that as well. Yeah. So our next topic is getting the word out about your business, right? Like as a new entrepreneur, it's a must, right? And two ways to achieve that is via marketing as well as networking, right? Yeah. So do, do you have any advice, tips, or tricks to tell us about marketing and networking as a new entrepreneur? Yes. Well, it's a must, Nicole, like you said. And I will say that today, social media, understanding what social media platforms are reaching which audiences for your services is so important. But I will say, don't try to spread yourself too thin on that. So I know there's so many and and even their applications change and their features change. And so even keeping up with one or two is probably all you need to do. You don't have to feel like you have to be on every single one. And again, just do again your research on where the customers that you are targeting and your ideal customers are and focus on that and get that one down. That has been very helpful to me to not feel like I have to be on every single social media platform, but it is important. I'd say it has been very helpful for um, me to get the word out about my business and people are seeing it and it's great. And then the networking, like you said, Nicole, too, reaching out to new folks 
that might be interested, networking not just for customers maybe or clients, but also partnering and teaming opportunities. And I think that is something that maybe as a new business owner you might not think about, but that's just as important as getting customers and clients because the more people you know, the more people are going to think of you when they're having their own conversations and let's say federal government contracting comes up or operations, someone's talking to them about an operational problem and then they say, oh yeah, I talked to this lady, Stephanie, last week and she would be great and then it really is referral and I have found that um, even being a new business owner that these new people I've met think about me when those two issues come up for someone they know and I have gotten referrals from that. So it's so important just to stay in front of people and continuing to let them know what you're up to because we're trying to help our clients and we want those that need that assistance to be able to find us. And that's such a great way to find you through the marketing and the networking. Great, great advice. So in relation to marketing, I heard easy does it as you were talking about marketing, right? Like nothing, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? But easy does it so that you can get yourself out there. In relation to networking, I heard you talking about strategic partnerships, right? Like not only seeking those clients, but seeking those people that can help you and you can help them. And it made me look up a quote that I remember hearing, right? So this is an African proverb. And it says, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So to me, that was, you know, the epitome of what you just said. Now, let's talk mindset. So I have another quote to just drill home the mindset philosophy, right? And this quote is by Audrey Hepburn, and it reads, Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible, right? So, you know, one thing that I learn every day, you know, have learned, is that Mental toughness and mindset is super important for entrepreneurship. It's one thing to learn systems. It's one thing to complete the task. But, you know, having control or continuing to learn how to master your mind is what's really going to keep you going for the long haul. What do you have to say about that, Stephanie? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, in everything we've talked about so far, Nicole, I could have gone into mindset and shifting my mindset, okay? For example, just going from being an employee to a business owner, okay, Um, even with the networking, you know, so I'm always about what I say growth mindset, and that's to continue to learn new skills and that you can continue to change and learn as you go along and that you aren't, like, limited in your abilities to move forward and pursue your passion, right? So one example would be a lot with the public speaking. I had to be in front of a people of like 200 audience and so forth like that in my career. And I have had to give presentations and so forth. And I know a lot of people, public speaking, I think is one of the biggest fears people face I've heard. And I will say that I got very nervous and had at one point this belief or mindset that I'm not good at public speaking. I'm not good at public speaking, right? Well, 
I continue to put myself out there and be do public speaking. And I realized that I could adjust and I could learn how to be a better public speaker, as well as just tell myself, I mean, I got compliments on presentations and things. I was like, okay, I, you know, I can do this. I am, you know, it is possible to be a public speaker and do it well. And I think that just continuing to put yourself out there and challenge yourself and not let some predefined thought of yourself or skill level limit in what you do, that you can always move forward and change that. And I'd say today that I know how to prepare myself for public speaking. I feel more comfortable. I, you know, just having to do it so many times. And every time there's lessons learned, and that's okay. That's okay, right? We're not going to be perfect. And to realize that that's okay. You take the lesson and you learn from it. And I think that's one of the biggest things, right? It might not go the way you want it, but then what did you learn from that so that next time you can improve? And you just continually build on that. And that's why I think mindset is so important. I could go into so many other examples, Nicole, that I've been through in the last couple months, years, as you know, or especially as the new business owners. But that's just one example of mindset I think is so important. So I love that. Super, super important. And I'll just say for those that are afraid of public speaking, you're not alone, right? I think it's a survey or, you know, it's assessments out that say that people rather die. Wow. People literally, they fear death less than public speaking, right? But I love what you said as far as it sounds like do it scared. You know, even if you fear it, continue to move forward. And another gem that I pulled out of what you said was practice leads to improvement. I don't like to say practice makes perfect because nothing is ever perfect, right? Right. But practice leads to improvement, right? So the more you do, the better you'll get. So that's a great gem as well. And you also touched on one of my favorite things to say, right? Which is I don't lose. Either I win or I learn. Right. Yeah. So like you said, those lessons learned, those ways to improve in the future. And I'll just add on to that because this is one of the one of the things that I'm guilty of is don't beat yourself up. Don't right. beat yourself up about something you made a mistake on because nine times out of ten, you're the only person that knows you made a mistake. Just take yeah. notes, do whatever practice you need to do so that you can improve in the future, but don't beat yourself up on it. Just continue to Love, love, love. So much great advice. And I agree, like mindset, examples, tips, tricks can be pulled out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the interview. I wanted to jump in with a moment of honesty, aka my transparency moment. During the production of season seven of When Hers United the Podcast. I almost quit like five times. Being a solopreneur is definitely not for the faint of heart. And bootstrapping your business begins to weigh you down after a while. In an effort to combat these feelings, I've decided to ask for the help I need. So if you enjoy the content that Winners United the Podcast offers and want to support there are two ways 
you can do so via Cash App and finding a coffee. The Cash App handle for When Hers United, the podcast, is dollar sign When Hers United. All lowercase, spelled W I N H E R S U N I T E D. And the Buy Me a Coffee URL is Buy Me a Coffee.com forward slash Winners United. And that's B U Y M E A C O F F E E dot C O M forward slash W I N H E R S U N I T. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, no donation is too small. Let's talk personal development. I'm always about doing something for myself to help develop me. Okay, so tell us what some of those personal development practices are. Sure. So, personal development, in terms of personal development, I would say that. I'm a reader. I've always been <laughs> a reader before, if you will, growing up. And for a while, I I didn't. But again, as a new business owner, I'm learning. And so I definitely read books. I now have, you know, the Audible app. So I'm usually listening to some book. I'm reading a hard copy book at the same time. I try to read news articles, you know, magazines like Forbes and Entrepreneur. Uh, magazines just to get inspiration, right? And continue to motivate myself and learn from those that are even ahead or more successful than I am at this point. And so those personal development could be podcasts. I recently also just finished an executive leadership certificate. Congratulations. So yeah, yeah, thank you. And some of these, like this is all stuff that doesn't cost very much. Like for example, I see that like Forbes or let's say Entrepreneur is doing a webinar and a lot of times those are free and if it's a topic that comes through my inbox, I make time for it if it's something that's interesting for me. And my universities where I've got my degrees, they have, you know, alumni webinars and they want to engage. And so I also get those emails and those are all usually free. And if it's a topic that I find interesting, I definitely try to fit in my schedule and make time for it. Yes. Love, love, love it. Love it. I just want to piggyback on some things that I heard, right, which is don't reinvent the wheel. You know, nothing is new under the sun, right? A lot of times we feel like we have to create things from soup to nuts when we don't. There are people that have been there that have done that do the research and learn from those tried and true examples that are out there, you know, and that's the purpose of this podcast. Why we have these women that are entrepreneurs that have, you know, fell down, scraped their knee, got back up and kept moving, you know, here to tell you some of their tried and true methods, right? So we don't have to reinvent that wheel. It's okay to mirror what you see or use a person as a inspiration, right? Yeah. Suggested. Right. So I love that. Yeah. And I also heard you say, well, you didn't say this, but like how you get those emails from Forbes to find out about 
be different trainings and webinars, right? So subscribe to the newsletters of the leaders in the industries that you're interested in. Subscribe to those newsletters because a lot of good content come through. And like you said, it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg, right? But you do have to be in the know. And one way to get into the know is to subscribe to those newsletters so that you get that information. Yeah. Yay. I, look, you, you told me all of my alley. Look, my heart was just singing as I was listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we got along when we first met. I was like, yes, you are following what I'm doing, and I love it. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so tell us about the latest book that you read. Well, um, one of the books is the new book, Believe It, by Jenny Kern Lima. I'm saying her name right. The, the It Cosmetics um, founder. And again, it shows her triumph from starting out on her own, how much she had to market, and she heard so many no's and how hard she worked. And then it talks about, you know, how she just continued to persevere, and she finally, you know, sort of got her in with some, I think, one of the big uh, L'Oreal or, you know, one of the big makeup brands and she finally sold but it took a lot of perseverance and belief in herself so that was like always such an inspiration to read her story believe in yourself you know and continue to do what you believe you need to be doing and great things will come you know it's not always like they say on our timing it's on it's on someone else's timing there but, you know, it, if you believe in what you're doing, the success, the recognition, um, whatever, and it could be small recognition, it doesn't have to be some huge thing, right? But, you know, those small little wins, as, as I think we were talking about earlier, really add up to continue to motivate you to continue um, believing in yourself. And so that was a great story. I recommend it. It's Believe It by Janie Kern Lima. Yes, Kern Lima. And it's a great story you know, of how she did it. And then she sold her business for, you know, I don't remember the value. It was quite large. <laughs> it was quite large. So she was able to sell it. But, you know, I think it's inspiration, like I said, to learn from those that have done it, done it well, and and not everybody, and realizing that they didn't do it the first time, maybe didn't get it right the first time and kept like rethinking and going back and redoing things. and. A lot of times as I read these stories, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, within one year they became the success or something. But a lot of people don't realize all of the hurdles and the different, yeah, hurdles is the best way to say it, that they had to go through to get to where they are. So it isn't, you know, we just sort of see the positive of, of it out in the public, but behind doors, if you will, there was a lot of perseverance and hurdles that they went through to get there. And so I think that's just a reminder for all of us to continue to, to go through those. So I heard so many things, as I always do, right? So like no such thing as an overnight success. Like I don't right. know, scream it from the rooftop. No such thing, right? And entrepreneurship isn't always glamorous, right? Like like you said, we see the end result and we think, ooh, ah, but you know that end result took a lot of painstaking work. To get mm-hmm. there, right so realizing that totally totally agree with you as far as like the accepting no right you're going to hear no probably a lot more than you hear yes so in entrepreneurship you have to have thick 
thick skin and get used to that no. Don't allow that no to stop you from right. moving forward, right? So it's amazing. On the last episode of last season, so season seven, episode 18, I interviewed a teen canoeer who actually started out as a kid canoeer, right? Gabby Goodwin. And her episode is titled No Means Next Opportunity. Right. Yeah. So even at her young age, she's learning that, you know, I can't accept that no to just mean it's over. Right. So for her, she told herself it means next opportunity. I've heard others in the past say no just means not now. Right. right. So back to that mindset, whatever you need to tell yourself that no means so that you can continue to move forward. Figure it out now because you got to get used to hearing that no and realize that it's not the end unless you say it's the end. Right. right. Going back to that quote, nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. Then you dropped a major bomb. You dropped a major, major bomb. I don't know if you all caught that bomb. You know, and I may not have even caught it had I not had the Winners United Virtual Summit back in December. So during the Winners United Virtual Summit, one of the, she thinks she's she's a CPA, so she's one of our past guests. By Cita Davis, she talked about like the end goal should be to sell your business. Like a lot of people get into business and don't realize, like, no, you want to be able to sell your business. Like that's the ultimate clue of I've made it right as yeah. far as a business owner when you're able to actually sell it. So I think that that story sounds amazing, right? So go get that book, believe it. I may be telling my book club that we need to be reading, believe it. You know, and if I don't read it with my book club, then I'm gonna just have to go get it myself because that just sounds like an amazing story. Yeah, it's amazing. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So practice that personal development, guys, if that's via a book, if that's via a class, if that's via podcast, whatever that is to help you to continually grow. Finally, let's talk self-care. Oh, my goodness. Like, to me, this is another pivotal part of entrepreneurship right a part that sometimes gets overlooked and i like to really bring awareness to it because as the classic saying goes you can't pour from an empty cup right like if you don't have anything how can you give what you need to give to those around you right so let's start with you letting us know do you value and honor self-care yeah I have realized is so important. It makes such a difference. I do. I do. Definitely. I think when you're worn out and you aren't taking care of yourself, then you aren't taking care of the others that you need to in your life. But also, you're not working at your highest level. So even as a business, you could think of that too, right? So as your business, as you start your day, if you didn't take care of yourself that night before or whatever, got worn out. Then the, ne- the next day, you're just sluggish and you're not your best self. And I think that's the biggest thing, that there's so much that you can give when you're taking care of yourself and you are at your best levels, if you will, mindset-wise, physically, spiritually, you know, for yourself and for those others around you. And it makes a difference. Yes, yes. So tell us about what self-care routines you practice to make sure that you're staying whole. And you're showing up to the best of your ability. Yeah, sure. So 
I started again, all of this is in the last year, I don't know, maybe it's pandemic too, but really, I, it's just, like I said, I changed, I made a switch in my life because I did want God, family, and work sort of priorities in my life, so I definitely start my day every day with a meditation. I also started a gratitude journal just a couple months ago, I didn't have that at the beginning, but now I do, and I, I definitely do that once a day, whether it's in the evening or the next morning, I definitely write my gratitude journal. And that also has to do with mindset, looking at, you know, what what was great that happened that day. And it can be a small thing or, you know, a larger thing. And then exercise. I really wasn't finding time to exercise before. And now I do. I find time to exercise and I realize the difference that makes for me relieving stress in my life, being able also, since I'm working at home, like so many people are, transitioning from being in the office or, you know, my work mode to then transition to the family or, you know, non-work mode. It's a nice, I usually do at the end of my day, turn off my computer, go out. I'm lucky I live in Florida, so the weather is nice year round, so I get outside. The other thing too is I try to walk around and take breaks, you know, or go step outside and get a breath of fresh air during the day. You know, I usually get something when I have my lunch break, I'm going to go outside if it's pretty nice just to get outside and get away from the computer screen and see the natural light and beauty that's outside, right? And it just takes a minute to not think about all the work things. And that's a big thing too, right? For self-care for me is that I also realize that I try to be present in the moment that I'm in. So if I completed my walk and now I'm back home making dinner and I'm there for my kids and present with them and not thinking in the back of my mind, oh, these 10 things I have to do the next day or later today or whatever it might be, I try to write down a list of the things I need to get done. So it's written down. But then I just sort of leave it, you know, and I leave it for after I have spent time with my kids. And because before I felt like I always was thinking, oh, I have all this other stuff to do. I have to, even the housework, it could even be housework, not even really work, business stuff. And so now I just make sure I'm present in the moment with my day. And that's helpful for my, for self-care for me too. So listen, everyone. We totally cannot say that we don't have any idea of self-care practices because Stephanie just broke it all. She just gave us all the gems, all of them, right? As far as self-care practices, that, that list was amazing. I totally appreciate it. You know, you made my heart sing again with, you know, uh, several of the things you said, but one of them especially is practicing gratitude. Right. Yeah. Like you would literally be surprised. I'll never forget one time I was about to write in my journal. I was mad at my ex-boyfriend. Right. So I was about to start with how I was so mad at him, blah, blah, blah. My spirit told me, no, start with gratitude. Right. And I'm mad. Like I, my body's, you know, you know. How yes, I'm, I know. Right? I'm upset. It's all in my body. And as I started to write gratitude thing, I literally felt a shift in my being. Right. Yeah. It, it literally shifts your being. Right. So that gratitude is super, super important. It is so helpful. 
right? So do not underestimate the importance of practicing gratitude. You know, and it's as simple as I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. You know, even if you have to start out with I'm grateful for getting out of the bed, you know, and try to dig a little deeper, right? And, uh, and it could be minute things, right? But that gratitude is super, super amazing. I wanted to also touch on exercise, right? Because I believe that, well, I'll speak for me personally. In the past, I thought, oh, exercise only if I want to lose weight, right? But no, that is yeah. a myth, right? Exercise to feel good and be present. Look, we could just drop the mic on that be present, you know? And I love how you put that in the self-care bucket. Because just yesterday, I realized that, like you said, I'm all over the place. I can be all over the place at times. And I'm a single mom. It's me and my son. And then sometimes I'm not as focused on him as I would like to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel bad about it afterward. You know, like right. he may say stuff and it's like, oh, okay, okay. You yeah. know, so then it's like I'm making him feel bad, but I also feel bad, right? So I love how that being present was placed in a self-care bucket. I think that that's great advice. Yeah, I think it's so important. Self-care is so important. And I think maybe as women, when we have, have the multiple hats we wear at home and in the office, that we forget how important it is to take care of ourselves. And I will say that I have made a conscious effort to try to have a solid self-care routine now, and it has been so helpful for me. Yes. All right. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. I believe celebrating wins is super important. It's something that I recently started doing on a monthly basis. I've always done it, but I didn't give it as much clout, so to say, right? But on a monthly basis, I actually hold a room on Clubhouse called Celebrating Wins. And it's basically to give ourselves those claps, right? To practice gratitude, right? For some of the things that we've achieved along the way, because it's important, especially when you know, things don't go the way that we want them to go. We don't get that government contract that we've worked all this time to put this proposal together for. You know, the plan that we wanted didn't come out the way we thought it would. You know, so many things happen, especially in entrepreneurship, right? So celebrating those wins helps us to continue to move forward. Yeah. So tell us how you track and celebrate your wins. Yeah. Well, I'm an operations person, <laughs> and even though it's just me and my business, I have a planner where I do quarterly, monthly, and weekly, you know, write down goals and priorities, and then I actually do have a scorecard, like a self spreadsheet with metrics or key performance indicators, if you will, uh, for the business, and so... Daily, I'm writing down what I'm doing, and then weekly, I look back, and I say, did I meet those metrics? Did I meet some goals? You know, and so I'm tracking it two different ways, and I, you know, love looking at it to sort of see how I did, and, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be like I hit every one, but it can be the small things that the win some weeks. Yes, I love that. Look, and you speaking. That's that process improvement CEO talk. She said key performance indicators, right? So those are the KPIs. If you have ever heard anyone say KPIs, 
that's what that is, right? And that helps you to let you know if you are on target. And if you're not on target, then you just come up with a plan to get on target, right? Again, we don't beat ourselves up because we are winners, right? But we need to track where we want to be so that we can make sure that we're on track and we can make whatever corrections we need to make to get on track, right? So love it, love it, love it. So you told us about your recent certification, but what is the latest accomplishment that you're most proud of? personally and or professionally if it's something different from that. Okay. So this is something that just happened this weekend and I am this is a personal thing, but maybe some of you guys can relate to this. So my microwave door was not closing properly and I had someone come out to take a look at it two times. And they quoted me a price of a couple hundred dollars to fix this door. And it was just this little piece, the hook that closes the door, whatever, to your microwave. And I was like, I'm going to look up this piece. I'm going to look on Amazon, see if I can find this piece on Amazon, get it, and then see if I can replace it myself. So that's what I did. I ordered the piece. I rehooked the thing. I took the piece and rehooked. There was a little spring and saw somebody on YouTube, looked it up on YouTube, put it in, and now my door closes, microwave acknowledges that the door is closed and so now it will start but before since the door was not closing all the way it wouldn't start so I couldn't use the microwave so anyways that was a win for me because I felt like hey I figured it out I didn't have to spend the $200 this microwave will last me there was nothing wrong with the microwave working or not it was this little piece on the door that needed to be fixed and so I think to me, that was the one because I just figured it out and I was like, I'm just going to try to see if I can do it before I go and buy a new microwave or spend $200 on getting a new door for this microwave. Like it just didn't seem the appropriate fix. So I did that. That was the win. That was, I was proud of myself for figuring it out. I love this. You know what I heard? I heard two things, savings and self-sufficiency. Right. And I am a proponent of both of those. Mm -hmm. I love YouTube. YouTube has helped me to become a plumber. YouTube has helped me to solve a lot of problems. So kudos to you for that. And then as a tip for you all, YouTube is a great resource to help you to learn some of the things that you may want to learn. So don't underestimate YouTube. A lot of our previous guests talk about how YouTube is a underutilized resource in personal as well as entrepreneurship, right? So amazing. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I could keep talking, right? I really don't want this to end, but, you know, I want to respect your time and respect the listeners' time time as well. So before you tell us where we can find you, right, so people can sign up to, you know, talk to you about federal contracts or if they want to hire you for a fractional COO or whatever, Right. Tell us, what does being a winner? Yes. Okay. So being a winner means to me is really being a role model for other women. And I also think that it's lifting up other women to find their self-worth and their gifts to be able to sort of contribute. And I think that we all have that, you know, within us, if you will. And we're a win-her if we're, you know, utilizing those gifts and we feel like we are worthy, 
you know, of using those gifts and showing that to the world. So I think that's what it means to me. I love that. I love that. Do you have any parting words for us or any parting advice for the listeners? I just say just take it one day at a time and keep going. I mean, really, you can work through it. You will learn. You will grow. And it's it's all about, as they say, the journey, right? So just take that journey one step at a time. And I love to work with you all. And thank you, Nicole, so much for um, having me on. You're welcome. All right. So let everyone know where they can find you or where they can, you know, email you, your website, your social medias, what have you. Yeah, so the best thing probably is my email. It's Stephanie, um, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-M, as a Mary, at continuous-synergy.com. And again, website's www.continuous-synergy.com as well. And I'm on LinkedIn, so you can look me up there. And I do have a Facebook page as well, so Continuous Synergy. All right, and we will have links to all of those locations in the show notes, as well as Stephanie's full bio, so be sure to check out the show notes. Again, we thank you, as always, for listening. I really enjoyed this interview with Stephanie, and I truly hope you did as well. Do you like the new segment? Do you have questions you want to hear answered? Send me an email and let me know. I really want to hear from you because I value your thoughts, your ideas, and your suggestions. My email is winherdunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check the show notes for this episode to read Stephanie's full bio Get the Cash App handle for Winners United. Get the direct link to my Buy Me a Coffee page and more. We'll be back next week with another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower on.